Whatever you do, don't let it fall into the wrong hands. Cool. So you guys had uh, escaped the uh, dungeon of Rick and watched your Rick that you rescued transform into a tiny figurine that you then realized makes you a little smarter when you hold it. And then you found yourself in a trash compactor filled with just stuff everywhere. And there was a creature inside of the stuff with you. You, I believe, defeated it and then left this trash area and proceeded to find yourself in an even larger facility that was populated by Intians you discovered. And you thought, oh, well, these are my allies. You go introduce yourself. They seem surprised that you're here. They put you up in lodgings, say that they'll contact management essentially to figure out where to send you and you got a little suspicious decided to break out in the middle of the night discovered a weird room with a like transistor made of glass and uh, you proceeded to flee activating the switches that let you out into the cold outside the cold outside became uh, running away from snow wolves and then killing snow wolves crossing a, a chasm and finding yourself next to a very pleasantly decorated house in what you assume to be Christmas regalia and you saw two smaller Indians running towards this house uh, and I think you captured them or knocked them out you knocked them out that was it and then you saw that a larger Indian was like slowly coming after them whereby you battled him it turned out to be the little ones described him as the designer that was after them and they'd planned to come hide out at this place to make their escape and you eventually defeated him almost when he teleported away and that was where we rejoined the action with tons of panthers summoned by milkstick <laughs> <laughs> oh. you see the the little Indian oh. children are still like overcome with relief and they say Oh, thank you again. What what do you who are you? What do you why what do you call yourselves? Why are you here? With a uh, with the strawberries, yeah. Good question. It is a good question. Oh, the strawberries. And I've never yeah, seen anyone it's... like you on this this is our place. I've only seen people that look like us. And then the other one says, Yeah, like us. Where where are you from? came from a land far far away oh <laughs> i had something else but i forgot where <laughs> what so what maybe we from alternative reality who knows who knows i don't think we know at this point because this might be an alternate reality to us uh we've been through so many portals now i don't really know what what I, I feel like I don't even remember where my character's from anymore because been <laughs> there's so many weird realities. Um, so, so, so I, so I asked him then. But, but so, so, can we can we go inside? Like you said, you you prepared stuff inside. Can we like get out of the cold? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go. I'll show you. You mean we'll show them? Yeah, we'll show them. <laughs> steady guys, steady. Okay, so they go to the front door and they open it up and inside you find a very pleasantly decorated house. It, it has wholesome decorative Christmas vibes. And they say, ah, the, the, that, the place where we stored all of our 
traps is this way. We knew he'd chase us, but we didn't think we could defeat him without the help of this place. We don't even know how it got here. Who is he, by the way? Ah, he's our boss. He's the one that makes us continue to design new things. Design new things? What kind of things? You know, staves that shoot lightning or goggles that let you see through walls. You know, that sort of stuff. Why is he doing this? That's our job. That's what we were born to do. Right. And and does he store these these things here in this house somewhere, for chance? Uh, no, we don't know what happens to the stuff we make afterwards. It, it gets sent away. Uh, I have no Do you idea. Do make them here? Like, where, where, I feel like I need you to be a bit more specific about this stuff. What, what do you mean? <laughs> like, where, where do you keep it? Where's the key, you know? They point in the direction where the designer came from, where he, where, and there's a series of, like, uh, huts and larger buildings and smaller buildings and some... You remember from being outside, there's, like, a, a clutch of different style of buildings. Some of them are made mm -hmm. from, presumably, thatch. Some of them are made from sort of metalwork, like the place that you just came from. So it's a bit uh, mixed. And then they... How many, how many of them there are? Is He's just the one running the show. Well, there's him and his, his uh, partner. She's worse. She's so much worse. Luckily, she doesn't come outside very often. And those are the only yeah. people there guarding it. Yeah, I mean, we... They're not... They're not really guarding us. They're more like our teachers, but they punish us if we try to run away. How many of, of you are there? Oh, 60, 70 in this latest. I mean, once we've learned the trade, we get sent elsewhere in the, in the corporation, but this is where we learn. What corporation? The Many Things Incorporated. Many Things. So how old are you exactly? How long have you been here? Oh, Clef is 40 and I am 45. And that's considered young in your... Yeah, we've only learned how to make a uh, hundred items between us, I would say. Would you say, Gemma? Yeah, about a hundred. Right. So they, mm. if they give me give me one second, and then they can show you the area. They open up these doors, and inside you see a whole variety of weird mechanisms and things like that. You see uh, a couple of containers of ball bearings. You see uh, a cart filled with bricks. Well, it's more like a wheelbarrow. Uh, you see some wire, some copper wire, and an arcane-looking battery. You see some glue. You see uh, a hunting trap. You know those things that like go like this? Bear trap. Yeah, you see some wire. Uh, yeah, all, the, all this kind of stuff. And they say, yeah, this is what we were preparing to use. All right. 
Why? Why? What? 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 What's? What's all this stuff for? Well, we wanted to lose the designer, but you've got rid of him for us. Now we can go and join our friends. Did you see on your way here? There's a there's a little camp where people like us go that have run away. Did you see them? No. No. Where's that? Oh, it's east of here. We're we're gonna rejoin them and then hopefully find a way to get off this plane. Or maybe you just need some, you know, democracy on this on this planet. Maybe what? maybe stage a coup. What's democracy? You know, democracy. But but, but you vote for each other. You know, he's in charge, and then you decide on the stuff, the things you want to do. If you want to play, then you just play all day. Oh, democracy <laughs> sounds great. I know. Funny as the sort of. Summary of democracy there. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That was great. Um, Schmuggersport we needs more of them on, on board. Oh, you think if we could get everyone involved, then this democracy thing would work? Yeah, exactly. That's how it works, democracy. Oh, I don't know. I mean, we were lucky to escape. We had to make up a really good excuse that we found some material out here that we could use to make items. I don't know how we'd be able to get others out. But the, the two of you here, how many is in a camp? 58. 58 in a camp. And how many How many of those, uh, not guards, but elders in, in, in the factory? Well, there's just the designer and his partner. She's scary. There you go. Sixty versus two. Yeah. You see, what we can do, if you want to invite your friends from the camp in this house, we can barricade up, craft some tools, and just go reclaim this country, make it great again. <laughs> you see, the one that's been doing most of the talking uh, looks thoughtfully at your suggestion, and the one beside Gemma that hasn't been doing as much of the talking says, "How did you?" people get here? Did you come through the rift? Uh, don't know, actually. We came to a portal of sorts. It's, what, what's the rift? Well, the, the rift is where we got all the pieces to make this place. We found it. It's a few hundred feet north of here, and it just keeps dropping random stuff. That's how we built this. We've been planning this for... Hundreds of moons, it's got to be. Don't Wait, think we've seen the script, have we? No. Sorry, what? Can, can you take Can you take us there? Do you know where it is? Uh, yeah, we can take you there. What What did you say, Schmogersbun? No, I just don't, I don't. I don't. I don't think we've seen the script. It'd be good to check it out. Mm. Okay. I like the idea, then. So, who lives in this house? Does anyone live here? Is anyone here now? No, no. no we, a, we built it in pieces that just kept appearing underneath oh, this I rift. See. see what you mean. Uh, I mean, I could do with the, I could do with the rest. That's we, a good point. Oh, I think, we, I think there's beds. Yeah, so should we have a rest, play some traps in case they come back and then, uh, and we all have a rest and then we help you find your friends. And if you help us find the rift. Oh, okay. That sounds great. Uh, they head upstairs. Let me just grab your icons. I assume you follow them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I like this rift, like this loot cave type of thing. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we, we can just uh, farm for uh, farm for some gear. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about farming. About... <laughs> yeah, it's all about all about the loot. Cool. They lead you to a variety of rooms mm -hmm. and say, uh, these are a little bit different than our beds, but they look like you could fit. Shall we rest in a single room in case something comes in? Uh, yeah, that might, might be a good idea, actually, yeah. A big red one would fit as all in, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. In one big yeah, bed? Yeah. yeah just, can we just, like, move one bed in there? Because they look big, and I'm a very small wee, wee lad. Uh, you can move a bed from a different room into that large room if you would like. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Can, um, we, also, can we also ask the ask the kids like if if uh, all these traps are they active or can we activate them? Can we position them so we're all safe? Well, we'd gathered the traps in that sort of stone area that we showed you, like the garage, in modern terms. Uh, but we hadn't set them up yet. We were going to do that when you guys just ambushed us. <laughs> Didn't ambush you. We saved your lives. Well, we af you afterwards, yeah, yeah. But they, they didn't know we punched them. I well, convinced them. I mean, they, they knew that, that something knocked them down, and then you guys have been talking to them for the last little while. So let's see, let's see. Um, you're right, I think you did convince them. So... Do you remember what they said? What they thought the situation was? Yeah, just that they were really. Uh, like I was. I, I told them we saved them from the from the guy, and they were like, "Oh, thank you." And that's where we left it. Kind of. Okay. Well, I think because it was like, I'll say because they've had so much more time now to think about it, and they're no longer fearing for their lives. Make another <laughs> deception check. Luckily, <laughs> luckily uh, it was just Askira, luckily, because <laughs> uh, Borden, you hadn't said something that would sway them one way or the other. With the 20, they're like, oh, we must have been really tired then because we fell down. It felt really strong. And then you guys saved the day. So it all ended well. I mean, we, we are pretty great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so these traps. So what you're saying is that we can't, we can't move them about. We can't put them like in the oh, stairs. No, you, you definitely can, can move them. We just hadn't set them up. Okay, cool. All right. Let's, let's, let's all do that then, shall we? Position yeah. traps in a good position, like yeah. uh, up the stairs and in the, at the front Do you want to position them on the ground floor or the floor you're on now? I guess both. Okay, let's move to the first ground floor then, and you can tell me where you want them to go. Or you might be able to move them yourself, I don't know. Uh, I, can't, I can't select them. Let me try. Uh, oh, no, controlled by all players. There you go. Ready, done. And now I can... Actually, maybe I can try and select them all at once. The one in the top left. Yeah, now you can move that one. What are those? The, the, the white ones? Uh... They can be, hmm, I would say that's the wheelbarrow filled with bricks. Yeah, nice. let's say that. Tight home alone. I totally feel like these traps were not, um, we're, we're never going to work. <laughs> no. 
How do you mean? Wheelbarrow brakes. Because I remember he he was he was pretty pretty strong, and if it wasn't for all those panthers, I feel like we we, we would have been in trouble. Uh, so a, a wheelbarrow full of bricks is not really going to stop like well, that demigod man. There's other things. Uh, there's other things too. Uh, I'm just changing all these icons so that they're kind of just symbolic icons. So whatever you want them to be from the list that I read, they can be, and we'll just like label them. So maybe let's put the bear traps, this one's like next to the entrance. Okay, those uh, can be bear traps, yeah. You've also got... Uh, yeah, Anvil and chain. <coughs> Grease. Grease. Brilliant. It's the kind of stuff we can catch the uh, the roadrunner with, is that? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of your options. <laughs> Glue and feathers <laughs> and ball bearings. Don't forget those. This has definitely got a bit of a Home Alone vibe, hasn't it? Yeah, very yeah. much. So the ones on the stairs, what are those? So I can label them. Bricks, I think. Yeah, those are the wheelbarrow bricks. <laughs> Okay, you're just placing the wheelbarrows of bricks on the stairs precariously. Well, no, I guess they can be to be at the top of the stairs, kind of thing. But I can't yeah, remember. but how how are we gonna push them down? Like they're not gonna magically activate and start rolling down. Surely it's not just a wheelbarrow filled with bricks. It's a, it's some sort of contraption. No, it's literally a wheelbarrow <laughs> of bricks. <laughs> Can we have um, sort of the little guys? Can they just be kind of holding them in place at the top of the stairs? What the uh, the can... Indians, the young ones? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can ask them, and also Yuka uh, slash Asker, you can make an investigation check if you want to determine if there's any arcane properties to this seeming wheelbarrow filled with bricks. <laughs> yeah, check if they have any magical properties. <laughs> With a with a fifteen, you are confident that it has no arcane properties, but you do find yeah. a weird symbol on the side of it that says Black and Decker. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like dark magic. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'll I'll see if I can use my 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 tinker skills to uh, to uh, come up with a way to 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 make these traps work like how to activate them on something whether it's like a rope that would draw that sort of you know you need to go past or i don't know okay it's cool. coming from the ceiling whatever the trap needs if i can figure that out and then tell the okay so you want the do. you want the uh wheelbarrow filled with bricks both of them to sort of like be released at a time and go down the stairs yeah kind of thing like okay. if it's for example like this like if it's across here i don't know if we can see that because it's Sorry, I know. oh yeah, yeah, that area, yeah. If it's like a rope there, and then it sort of leads like a trip wire. To the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, give me a tinkering wire. check. Do you remember how we do that? It's your proficiency plus dexterity. Plus four. Okay, so one d twenty plus four. Nice natural Whoa. twenty. So what happens is, you've you pull this trip wire taut at the bottom of the stairs, and it leads up to the top of the stairs of that particular flight and it links to two wooden chocks that you managed to fashion from i don't know a piece of mantelpiece 
and the chocks are you know like what stop a plane from rolling away and the rope attaches to them so when the trip wire is pulled it pulls the chocks away and the things slide down sick i mean very, very nice i know i'm gonna sleep safer now <laughs> and uh, are these so hold on let me just label them because that's hilarious uh we're gonna call this uh wheelbarrow with bricks <laughs> and you should be able to see that and then the ones at the bottom are the bear traps right yeah, yeah. Mm. can we hide them in any way because if they're just like massive bear traps as he walks in they're going to be pretty easy to okay to... make a survival check to determine how well you can camouflage them and de describe to me a little for flavor how you intend to do it like how would you disguise them oh 23 survival oh nice uh, i think what we'd like to do given that it's kind of very christmas season we'll just kind of put some tinsel around them and make it kind of blend in make it look like it's actually we'll decorate it almost they're big, aren't they? I was going to say, make it like a Christmas tree. Why would he wander a into Christmas a Christmas bear trap? Christmas bear trap. <laughs> okay, sweet. So, so it is done. Maybe we can make it um, so that they look quite enticing. You know, like, we'll put like little dangles and little presents on them. So it goes to hold. Oh, what's this present? Goes to hand. Goes to grab the present. <laughs> His hand gets. They're the most festive bear traps you've ever seen. <laughs> but you're not sure whether this race of people on a plane that you're not familiar with celebrates Christmas in quite the same way. No, no. I mean, who, who says no to yeah, gifts? Especially exactly. if you work in a workshop making stuff. Right. You're going to be like, ooh, is this a new model? I'm going to be like... <laughs> yeah. what, what's these other... Give me some descriptions for these other uh, trap icons. What do you want them to be? Um, so this one's in the middle. Are they... What they were? You said this oh, the, bolts. They're they're just symbols. So you can uh, there's a containers of ball bearings. There's a copper wire and a battery looking thing. Glue and feathers, grease, anvil and chain, uh, tar. And... We're trying to make something like a like a if we if we put tar around the anvil and then dip the anvil in like barbed wire and spikes and then <laughs> we hang it from the ceiling with another trip wire and then it falls and in true acme you know fashion we just knock them dead nice um, i don't think you point. have barbed wire but you can look for some uh schmuck's pardon <laughs> the kind of entrance to our bedroom we've got enough down here i think yeah, yeah, we can we can take these and, and take and put it outside the door. I think so. Yeah, down down yeah. here we're fairly safe. If it get if it gets through here, okay. So then that, we've got the, those two. Oh. Those two are going to be anvils hanging from the ceiling with tar yeah. on them. Let's say for argument's sake. <laughs> and what are these two yeah. bottom swinging things about near the the front door to this house? Oh, I thought those were the bear trap. No, the bear traps are over at the foot of the staircase. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Right. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, Can you see what, the labels that I've created? Like bear traps, wheelbarrow? Yeah. 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 Okay. It only cool. says bear trap on, the, on that one for me, not on this one. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Not, not that it really matters. Right, what, what should these be then? Um. 
Maybe, like, maybe, maybe, maybe it can be the classic Home Alone ball bearings. You know, as soon as he enters the room, he's he's just hit by some ball bearings and he falls on his ass. Some ball bearings. Uh, the ball little bearings. metal spheres. Yeah, like little marbles. All right. Yeah. 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 Let's do that. Okay. So these are going to be not ball bearings. Not, not particularly yeah. sophisticated, but they should catch him out. Yeah. And they make a noise too, right? So we can hear him. Yeah. 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 Totally. Like okay. All right. So those are going to be there. Um, cool. So I'll grab these and we can go to the other maps so that you can. Uh, place them in a different location. Almost for a short rest, and they probably not going to turn up. Yeah, Almost no, for a rest, probably won't turn 100%, up. Hundred percent, this isn't going to matter. Can you see the map that you were on before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and back on the ping to me. I've drawn this outline of where the other bed you've dragged to is. Cool. And so the, uh, the door, basically, top of the door. Yeah. Just here outside the door to the bedroom that you'll be staying in. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So let's say the configuration you can make, and they're going to be uh, make a tinkering check to make tar covered anvils hanging from the ceiling tripwire. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it would be this. Okay. Roll a d20 to see how bad the natural one is. <laughs> okay. With a 14, uh, you don't hurt yourself you just do a kind of mediocre job of working it out. So basically these anvils are hanging at about shoulder height from the ceiling <laughs> so that he'll, he or she will have to avoid them like obstacles. <laughs> I mean, maybe, and then I'll, I'll give him a little nudge before I just slow, uh, like w walk away from it. Like all cool. Like, yeah. Uh, and then they're just like swinging, like in a, like a cool sort of, Exactly. Yeah. yeah. By, okay. by the time he gets to the anvils, we'd have heard all the commotion downstairs anyway. So. Uh... And maybe I mean it, it. It might confuse him. He might be like, "Oh whoa, what's this weird trap? Yeah, yeah. Why is it so obvious? There must be something I'm missing." And then we <laughs> then we attack. You know, get the uh, you know the, the the element of surprise because he gets all confused by this trap. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So what do you guys want to do now? Let's sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and let's do watch. I can take the first watch. Okay. Um, if the rest of you are sleeping, ask her, give me a perception check. Perception. Okay, with a 10. <laughs> What's up, Schmogersbord? It's a short rest or a long rest we're taking. You're taking a long rest. Cool. Um, so you're standing there. I'll say, I think there are windows, but not necessarily in that. Actually, yeah, these are windows. So you can probably go over here if you want, Eska, to the southern section of the room. That should give you like a better vantage point. So sure. before I describe to you what you see out this window into the snowy landscape, how is Eska the swashbuckling feeling at the moment? Um... I mean, I'm feeling pretty sweet. A uh, little bit confused as to what we're doing uh, and 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 why. <laughs> we, 
I feel like we're kind of just pissing around, <laughs> which don't get me wrong, I enjoy it. But the uh, the urge, uh, you know, I, I'm born with this urge to sort of, you know, do stuff and and complete missions and go on big epic adventures. And uh, I'm sitting there like with a hand on the on the thing, looking out and being all like mo moody about it, you know. So you feel <laughs> lost and without purpose. A little bit, yeah. I feel okay. like my swashbuckling days seem to be behind me, but I, I don't want them to be. Okay, make a religion check. Okay, with an eight, you, you see in your mind for a second a weird conjuring of your imagination. It's a series of images that are kind of hazy, but you see the boxes of cards that you saw when you first went to Many Things Incorporated. Then you see a flash and you see the facility that you were just in uh, previously that you escaped from in the middle of the night. And you saw the uh, the kind of room that you arrived in filled with like stuff. Remember like the trash compactor type thing? Then you see another flash and you see that little like glass uh, it looks like a resistor or something that goes some controls the flow of something arcane and then the flashes stop and your imagination stops doing those things and you're not really sure where it came from nostalgia bro nice okay your <laughs> watch yeah. those were the good old days those are the good old days <laughs> um yeah you don't notice anything out the window it all seems calm and undisturbed um because yeah with a perception of 10 you just sort of look at the immediate vicinity who do you wake up next I, I'll I'll wake up a milksteak. Nice. Oh, no. <laughs> milksteak, make a perception check. <laughs> One second. Uh... Here we go. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um, I'll say Eska goes over here. He sort of gestures to you that the good windows to look at are down there. Um, and he... <laughs> what? I like the idea of good windows. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard to be perceptive of your surroundings when you're in a room looking at a doorway. Um, you don't hear anything. You don't see anything. What, what does uh, Milksteak feel in this moment about their situation confused what are we doing in the snowy place why we trade out those soft linen beds and uh, and servants to, to this kind of life <laughs> you mean the linen beds from the facility that you left in the middle of the night yeah <laughs> That's funny. why I want my sauerkraut back. Oh, yeah, the enormous barrel filled with sauerkraut. I remember that. <laughs> okay, cool. That is what you're uh, experiencing. And uh, your watch comes to a close. You don't notice anything disturb the landscape with a 12 perception. You do see in the distance something that could be a small camp uh, back the way that you came from when you saw this place. But 
It's kind of vague and mm. indistinct. We we missed it. I'm I'm gonna go to bed. Cool. And I'm gonna wake up the Sean. Okay. Smogusborden. Smogusborden, give me a perception check as your watch begins. Okay. Oh, the fourteen. You look out the window and you also see this encampment back the way that you came, roughly in the direction of that bridge where you were accosted by snow wolves and where you fled the facility vaguely in that direction um with a 14 you also notice a like glimmer of light off in the south sort of not where you came from but in a new direction it looks kind of like an aurora borealis but smaller and just vaguely in the southerly direction how how is uh, Schmogsboden feeling and coping with their circumstances after going through a weird comedy-filled dungeon and <laughs> then ending up in a trash compactor and suddenly being in the clutches of this corporation again? So after after laying lots of traps, I've kind of I've kind of uh, forgotten about all that, and I'm feeling I'm feeling like I may have seen all this before. And I'm feeling a real urge to running around the house screaming, putting on aftershave and kind of uh, watching movies and, and eating ice cream and, and just, just uh, yeah, just, just setting more traps and, and putting uh, a hot iron against a steel doorknob. Nice. I feel like the prankster in me is coming, coming to, the, to, to the surface. Nice. That, that is what you feel. Make a religion check. But also similarly confused as uh, Asker. Confused, did you say? Yeah, similarly kind of directionless and wondering what it is we need to do next. Nice. Uh, with the 16 religion check, you feel, I mean, there's no way for you to know this, but you see images in your head that feel like they're not your own mind's eye suddenly forming images and recalling memories that when you were in the facility that you left in the middle of the night, when you first left the trash compactor filled with stuff, you smelled like a burning, sulfurous, kind of volcanic smell in the corridors before you met up with the Intians. And you remember a trace of that same smell when you found the glass tube device in the hidden room, and then the images leave you and you're left wondering why you thought that. Hmm. Interesting. What was the glass tube thing? Sorry, I don't think I can um, That was, I think, Milksteak or Asker found this thing that turned out to be a door when activated correctly. And inside of it, mm. there, were these, there were these glass tubes that one of you arcanely assessed to be for controlling flow rate, some sort of arcane flow control. But they just seem to be sitting there as spares. You don't know what they are used for. Yeah, okay. I feel like they have maybe something to do with the rift. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. We need we need to keep, we need to we need to have a look at this rift thing. Yeah, which, maybe, which we are. Yeah. Maybe it's where that uh, the light I saw down south. Maybe that's where it's. Well, the, the guy the guys know where it is. They can just take us there, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, they that's said. Yeah. Um, what they said. Sweet. So you guys can discuss which of these actions you'd like to 
do as your long rest comes to a close. You can replenish your spell slots and hit points and all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. have a game plan as you sit on your one big bed together chatting like uh, sleepover kids. Also, as a, yeah. as a character reminder, I thought I would give you guys a... What's the word? Uh, a, a background on how your characters began. So... Asker, you, we carried your character over from that campaign that you played with Vanessa and her sister and her friend. So you're a gnome, I want to say? A rock gnome. Yeah. yeah rock, and rock you're obsessed with tinkering and finding materials to tinker with. And you just kind of like finding out mysteries associated with technology and trying to figure out how things work. Is that right? Did you have like, and you were in the town of Rival and... That's where you were working for the orcs just out of convenience and you were kind of clever. And all that time you were trying to figure out what those carvings in your basement home but beneath the power plant were about. And when you found out yeah. what the carvings were about, you found yourself in that mage's secret lair. And that's where you found the cards, which is what eventually took you to, um, I believe, to, to the corporation. And then from there, you were, you know, doing jobs for them for the promises of rewards and gear and stuff. And then they got attacked and destroyed. And now you're kind of at a loose end. But those were your original motivations. So yep. I suppose you're still motivated by, like, accomplishing quests, but also, like, stuff. You want to understand how stuff and ancient things work, I presume? Yeah. And, you know, it... It's, I'm a slightly different rock gnome now because I'm ten percent most forced bottling. That's true. So I, I crave, you know, the sense of adventure more than I than my old me. You know, oh, there's you need buckles to be swashed. Buckles need swashing. Okay, cool. That's good. Good to know. I just thought I'd because it's kind of like doing a recap, <laughs> not of the story, but of the character. And yeah. Schmorgus Borden, you had a debt that you needed to pay. That's why you agreed when the Many Things Incorporated people approached you, essentially, and said, you know, listen, we have a job for you doing these tasks for us. And because you were in debt, you agreed. And now you probably feel a little relieved that you're many planes away from your <laughs> debt collector, even though you've got the money to pay them now. It's kind of comforting, probably, knowing that they can't probably get to you here. Oh yeah. Never yeah. asked you about your who, who, why. Who did you owe debt and why? It was a long time ago that I made this, and I can't remember at all. But I was looking at my character recently, and I realised that I'd made him like, you know, one with the earth, I can speak to the animals and stuff. And I've not utilised that in any way, shape, or form, or acted like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot I even did that. So, well, no, uh, you did care a lot about creatures at the beginning and wanting not to just fight them immediately. <laughs> so that could arguably be that personality trait. That, yeah, yeah. That trait that carried through. And the harsh kind of uh, combat of this world has kind of changed me. Yeah. Me, me and Arunas' cynicism changed you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Arunas' character, you were sent by the sentient tree of the nearby forest to get them to stop doing what they were doing basically and what uh asker's orcs were doing which was like stealing uh animals from somewhere you don't know where and using them to like turn a turbine that then sort of powered the power station in some indirect way 
and you're probably a long way from that goal and <laughs> potentially missing uh feeling a sense of loss for the natural environment that you're from uh yeah but at the same time i grew as a druid you know uh, i experienced that there's more than just a forest and and carrots nice <laughs> that works yeah, sweet that, that character growth all right, yes, the arc. <laughs> the characters have been recapped. So just in case you wanted to use any of those things in future role-playing situations, those are some some things that you have. Cool. That's that's genuinely uh, uh, useful. Sweet. I so... don't think that I will because my background is all about being in a forest, and I think I I outgrew that, and I you know. It's more now about the linen, 100% cotton. <laughs> You're a new man uh, now that likes the finer work. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're very refined. I'm not coming back to forest. It's like, <laughs> it's like you went on a wolf springer, like the Amish people, and now you don't want to go back. You're a forest Amish person. Rum springer. Yeah, that's it. Oh dear. Milkstick the <laughs> rum springer halfling. You're a halfling, right? Yeah. Nice. Um sweet. So you guys wake up, you have your spell slots back and your HP. What do you do? Well, let's go out and carefully check if any other traps have been there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. gonna find a couple of dead bodies. <laughs> More children. <laughs> <laughs> More refugees stuck in our traps. <laughs> you mean like when you knocked out and ambushed the children to begin with? Yeah, yeah pretty much. just like that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> just smack them in the face. All right. Well, um, they're they years old. They're okay. Yeah. As you come downstairs, you notice that there aren't any. Uh, um, what's the word? Triggered traps. They remain untriggered. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, and just as I wake up, I suddenly scream, Kevin! 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 <laughs> <laughs> then it's gone, then it's gone. That's the, it. the word Kevin echoes throughout the hardwood floors. <laughs> <laughs> wake up and go, Oh shit, we did it again! <laughs> uh, you see Glef and Gemma say oh, I'm so glad that no one came after us Especially her We should get going before she realizes that we're missing And that he hasn't been able to get us back I'm surprised the designer didn't come back Why would the designer come back? He got f fucking kicked his ass by these guys Oh yeah, that's true That's true We fucked him up So where do you want to go? Well, so if you can just take us to where the uh, the rift is, then we'll have a look around, and then we'll take you to your friends, so that you know you're as safe as sound. Oh, sound that's cool. I mean, that's great, awesome, and you guys head out. Um, so what happens Follow is them. they take you for about thirty-ish minutes, and what you see is a. How do I describe it? How do I describe this rift? I need a description. Mm, okay. Is this rift in the same kind of area that I saw the, the lights? Uh, yes, they take you south, they take you towards that direction. And as you get closer, you notice the lights getting 
brighter and clearer and easier to see. And uh, because this is just sort of a, just an area south of here, I'm going to take you guys to sort of custom map land Ooh, and give you an exciting. idea of what it looks like. So they arrive, or you all arrive, and it looks kind of like, it looks just like this weird squiggly missing piece in the middle of the air. And on the other side of it, it's just all kinds of uh, strange colors, like black, white, yellow, all kind of moving and shifting over the top of each other and all inside this space, this sort of tear. Um, so yeah, you come to this place and they say, this, this is the rift. And they look around at the foot of it beneath it and they say, there's nothing here right now, but oh, every now and then, pretty regularly, in fact, whenever we could get away, we found stuff here. Sometimes huge chunks, that bed that you slept on, that was in there. And it all just arrives here. We don't know where it leads. Has anyone ever gone through it, or is that...? Well, as far as we know, we're the only ones that know it's here. Oh, so it's it's not... All oh, right. Interesting. Should we throw something into it, see what happens? Yes. Like a rock. One of the kids? <laughs> yeah. We'll start with a rock. Start, start with a rock, that'll be fine. Okay. We'll work our way up to the kids. I mean, I mean, we have a rope, no? We took the rope from the house, or we haven't took anything here until we can we can tie a rope over one of the kids, but throw through the portal, and then they can explain what's on the other side. Oh, we're we're Is not going in there. That looks way too dangerous. <laughs> right, let's, let's start. With, let's start with the rock then. Let's start with... <laughs> okay, you throw and a rock, we... and it disappears. Yeah. And it seems to travel continuously as if it's still going through something as it goes into the colors and it disappears slowly, smaller and smaller until you can't see it amongst all the shifting colors and blackness anymore. Hmm. Do, can I need a longer rope. <laughs> like this investigation, like an arcana check or something to figure out what it is. Or... Yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, by the way, do you guys have a bag of holding at any point? I always forget my groups that have one and my groups that don't. No, I don't think so. We, we do. No. Okay, no, cool. We don't. Um, with a 13 Arcana, Asker, you are confident that this is... Yeah, it, it's arcane, but it's more like a... It's like a a step before that like if arcane magic is uh bread this feels like flour right so more like a like a like a freak of nature type of yeah it's got a natural vibe to it but it's still very much the same kind of thing right just not necessarily someone who opened it up on purpose kind of thing yeah you don't detect the telltale signs of a arcane practitioner's work interesting shall we stick around for a bit see if anything plops out or shall we just take the kids away and let's maybe check the camp because i'm thinking just sitting there 
and waiting for like you know it's not gonna bring any joy no stuff that's gonna appear as you know like a, a bike or whatever useless shit. okay yeah let's let's go let's like you mean to their yeah. camp uh, Asker actually, yeah. Asker, roll a d one hundred. Oh, fifty two. Okay. Um, okay. You see a necklace just plop down out of the rift onto the snow. And they say, look, like that. That's what happens. I'll go, go and check it then. Okay. You, it looks like it's got a red stone in like a gold setting with a gold chain. Does it just feel like a regular kind of plain necklace or is it like a, a magic one that allows me to summon a dragon or something? Um, <laughs> you can make an arcana check. With a seven, you're not sure, but it looks well made, more than the average like costume jewelry shop necklace. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll just pocket it and see if I can get it, sell it or something. Cool. Uh, they say, okay, so this is the rift. Uh, can you maybe show us where our friends are? Okay, let's do that. Cool. Yes. So we're done. Let's roll. Uh, they lead the way towards the encampment that two of you spotted during your watch. Mm-hmm. And you arrive fairly soon afterwards. It takes about an hour to walk there. And you arrive to see... An encampment, just as they described, and uh, you can all make a perception check. Yes. Ocular pat down. Oh wow! Schmogersborden gets a natural twenty. Uh, Milkstake gets a five. Asgard gets a seventeen. Okay, so Schmogersborden, you're the first to realize when you look up that you see what looks exactly like the bridge that you crossed when you were accosted by a. Uh, snow wolves so this must have been what was below that crevasse that you crossed okay mm. you also notice one of the Indians comes out and says hey who are you and they look over your shoulder at the kids that you brought with you we are the strawberries <laughs> I've never heard of you Sticking with <laughs> what about what about you and they make a series of clicking noises like and you see the kids that you brought with you respond and then there's a couple of quicker exchanges of that same clicking and then the kids walk over towards the tent and say oh, okay they say that that we can join them uh, they don't like to speak the common tongue anymore because they're free and that's what they associate with being held prisoner the language of the oppressors ain't it mm. <laughs> well it's the language that their oppressors taught them fair enough All right, the fireplace how many of them here 
you see a couple more uh, come out of their tents and eye you warily. They all look about the same age, some older, some younger than Gemma and Glef that you've met. But they all look really hard to tell apart. Like, they're very similar. It's the same thing you noticed in many things incorporated. Like, their race is... The differences between them must be lost on you, but obvious to them. Mm-hmm. Should we, um, should we tell the children to, to, to tell everyone that we're friends? We're friendly, not to be so suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you say that to them, and then they make a series of clicking noises. And then the sort of, they all look at each other, the ones that you've just met, and start to like sit what you would interpret as acting natural all about the camp. Like leaning on boxes, standing on things, trying to look relaxed. Like uh, <laughs> NPCs, basically. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. Thank you so much for oh. bringing us here. We oh, finally have some people that we can figure out a way to get off this fucking place with. Excuse my language. Yeah, so what's your plan there? How, how do you get out of this place? Well, this is Glefdor. He said that they've been working on it and they think the best bet is the facility east of here. Um, did, we, did we come from east? Yeah, you did. That's the direction that the facility that you escaped. Glefdor thinks that the facility has all kinds of ways of leaving this place. I mean, it's where the, the corporation does most of their trade. You can't just trade with this one area, he says. You need to trade with other planes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, we, we were in... Hmm? What's up? No, no, just, just continue. No, I was just going to say to say to them that we, we, we came from there. But we escaped mm. because they seemed fishy. Oh, you did? You escaped? Yeah. What was it like in there? Very clean, nice. and they had yeah. sauerkraut. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Giant did, you, did you see any doors or portals or places that would lead off of here? No. No, we didn't explore fully, though, did we? We left. We left fairly abruptly. Yeah. So, what's your plan exactly? How are you going to break in there? You see, Glefdor comes up to Gemma and makes a series of clicking noises in their ear, and then. Gemma turns to you and says, how many of them were there inside the facility? He, he wants to know for planning their attack. There's quite a lot of them. Yeah, yeah right? Way too much. Well, we saw like, at least, at least a, a dozen guards. Gemma turns back and conveys this information in clicks and Glefdor looks furrowed browed and frustrated. Also, the gate, it was, it was tricky just opening it from the inside. I don't know how you meant, how you're going to, what's your plan for breaking in? But maybe we can help out because they might open the door for us. Oh, that's a good idea. And Glefdor goes over to Gemma and Gemma clarifies. I, I translated the, the phrase wrong. Not, not attack, uh, infiltrate. Is that, is that the word? S sneak? So, well, no, I, I don't think that you're going to be, be able to sneak in is uh, just one corridor with plenty of pikes. Hmm. No? 
Maybe you're right. Maybe you are the best way to get in. Have you? But but you had a plan to sneak in. Where were you planning to sneak in? Make a persuasion check. Ooh. With a 23, you see a series of clicks between the... Gleftor looks to be the leader of this ragtag group and Gemma is speaking for them. And Gemma says... Uh, he says they've done a series of scouting missions, but the place is well guarded from the outside. They've been trying to look for a weakness in the foundation or in the external walls. There's a cliff face around the back side that they think is the best bet. And they were going to climb around there and look for gaps in the next scouting mission. Right. Um... Okay, let me confer with my uh, with my colleagues. I tell them, and then let, let, let's what's just look away. What's their plan to do once they infiltrate? What what's what's their end game? You ask that of Gemma. Yeah, Gemma says, uh, "What we all want. We're looking for ways out. Ways out. Anything. An exit from this place." Mm. One of the exits that probably you know is viable. We can tie a rope around one of your foot and throw you into that portal and see, you know, how deep that rabbit hole goes. You see uh, Gemma turns to, uh, and Glyph does a couple of like hand gestures at the same time as the clicking noises to Glyphdor and Glyphdor takes five steps back and turns away and, and gestures for the rest of his group to, to settle down as they all look kind of anxious all of a sudden. And Gemma translates as saying, they know they know about the rift and yeah they they're afraid of it there's old stories about it that that discourage them from going near it uh, shall we have a council meeting just three of us yeah we yeah. need to figure out what we want to do here yeah, yeah let's yeah. step aside so that we can talk alone okay you step aside all right so okay I mean, because we either do Ernest's plan with the whole staging a coup, uh, and then we need to figure figure out a way of doing that. But the only way of doing that, really, because I don't think we're going to be able to find a way in, right? If we're not going to sneak in, unless we want to try that and do it that way and like open up for them and they run in or whatever. But otherwise, you're going to have to go back and be be like, hey, can you open and make up some bullshit story about. Why, why we did it, and then they let us in. But if they mm. do that, do we care about the kids? And also, didn't, didn't no. we beat someone up and leave them in a barrel? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. We, like, so we, we, but, but we, I knocked them out from behind, so they don't know it's us. And what I was thinking <laughs> is we can say, <laughs> what we can say is that in the night when we slept, we were woke by like some mysterious cloaked man or whatever who told us about these guys' evil schemes and that they were going to kill us. So we fled, and then he was the one who knocked out anyone who got knocked out. And then we, because all we did that they know of, we just opened the front door and lied a little bit to one of the guards, and then we ran, right? So they don't know if we can just be like, oh, there was someone, some guy who told us to, to, we had to leave, and then we got attacked as soon as we left. So someone tricked us to leave. And now we just want to go back in because 
you know, I don't know, something like that. We can just we can just make something up and see if we can. Convince then that, then that, that obviously relies on a, a reasonable persuasion uh, uh, role. Then there's a what happens if they don't believe us? Yeah, then we just kill them, I guess. If we sneak these kids in, then what? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we, are we, are we is there no? Exactly. Is there a way out for them? We don't. I mean, the kids could could be a good distraction for us to find a way out. There definitely seemed to be something else in that area for us to explore. So maybe we I mean, just take the kids and go explore. I mean, we, we we could go in there and just set off explosives in that in that room full of those those glass jar thingies just to see what happens because they are important somehow. We can just if we if we blow it up, something might happen. Yeah, and that can also serve as a distraction for opening the doors for the kids to run in, and then it's just chaos. And then then we can just do whatever we want. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can just set them all against each other. And we just sit back like doing video games where you just set like monsters against each other. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, let's take them there. We'll start off trying to persuade everyone that like we were led away or, by a cloaked figure. Or do we want to give the whole sneaking in bit a chance? The, like, if we do some recon and see if we can figure out a way to sneak in. Yeah, but what, what we're going to achieve once we sneak in, I mean, the, the kids are clearly lost. You know, they're thinking, oh, they're going to come in and they're going to find some kind of magical escape to Wonderland, which, let's face it, is, is not going to be the case. No, but so what, what are you saying we should do then? Uh, I would say it's 50-50. Either we stage in a coup or we trying to uh, go with your story as saying, you know, that someone else was inside. But how... Um, you keep saying this staging a coup. I feel like you don't really know what it means. <laughs> no, obviously the, the staging a coup is just um, a whole joke. But um, I think we gather all the kids. We arm them as much as we can. We go to the work. So you see that we go into the workshop uh, and we take the workshop. And after that, we see what's next. Or we go with the Joe's plan of tr trying to persuade them that, you know, it was inside job that we had to, you know, run. Someone is after me. us, and it's inside your base. I don't really. I'm not really married to the idea of like joining them again. But we just like the persuasion thing was just like a, a, an attempt to, to mm. come back inside. And that's why yeah, yeah. we can sneak in. If we can find a way to sneak in, and we do it instead of leaving it to the kids, then we can open the door from the inside, let the kids in. And then, or whatever, and then we staged the coup mm. that way. So that it was just like a way. But I think you're right. We should, we should, we should go mess up the the designer. We should finish our finish what we started. So let's hunt him down and his and his partner. Uh, take the workshop, arm all the kids, and it will be more kids then because they have more, right? Um, it's not like yeah. just these, these in the camp. So we get all the kids. We arm them with whatever gadgets they have, and then we plan the coup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Because, that was otherwise, I'm worried, right? Because then, if we if if we start this coup thing on 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 the on, on the in, in the big facility, then we're still gonna have a pissed off designer man in our back, and I don't really like the idea of that. Okay. We should, uh, 
Also, I mean, we don't even know if they're on the same team or not. It might be just the separate factions. So maybe let's ask kids as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just do that. All right. So let's go back to the kids then. Mm -hmm. They're standing there huddled, like clicking exchanged conversations to each other. All right. So here he, here he, uh, we, we have, we have a plan. We want to, we want to help you get out, get out of here, but it's going to be tricky. It's not going to be tough. Some of you might die. A lot of you probably will die, but we will be there with you. All the, I'm trying to do a motivational thing here, by the way. So maybe mm -hmm. do I need a performance thing or like... um, you could do performance or persuasion, but you still haven't told them what they need to do. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so the plan is to go back to the workshop where we can find and equip all of you with weapons, and then we will train you. And then we can rescue all the friends that, that that's still there. And then, 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 then we'll take the facility for ourselves and you guys can go wherever you want. How about that? That's a plan. <laughs> okay, make a performance. Oh, you already rolled your persuasion? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, cool. Persuasion or performance? Okay, with a 13 uh, persuasion, <laughs> you managed to convince... Uh, Glef and Gemma, uh, but the rest of them are kind of skeptical of you and they sort of say, they have a couple of conversations with Gemma and then Gemma says to you, they say that we can help you and if the plan works, then they'll support us, but they don't want to go up against her, the designer's partner. Hmm. It's probably fine to be fair. I think their kids will get in the way. Uh, we can get information what, though about on her. Who is she and stuff? I was say, what's so tough about her? Why are they so scared of her? <sighs> she is the one that told us what we needed to do and how we should behave. And when we did something wrong, she's the one that would punish us. The designer was just only in the last twenty or thirty years, you know, telling us how to make things. But yeah, she was. They they basically tell you a bunch of stories that indicate that she was kind of the 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 scary matron figure like the one that like really raised them and therefore they're ingrained since basically childhood whereas the designer is just kind of their really shitty boss right so she's okay. probably just just like a like, like a mrs magic. truncheon from matilda yeah <laughs> brilliant <laughs> cool all right um i mean we just need uh um, volunteers for guide for guides to point us in the right direction to where we can find these horrible uh, people uh, mm -hmm. and let us take mm -hmm. care of the rest. Yeah. So Glef and Gemma say they're they're fine with us going and showing you the way, and they want it to work. They are just too f afraid to participate. And then Glef looks over his shoulder at them, kind of derisively, with newfound confidence. Okay. Do we do we go now? Uh, yes. Why not? And yes, then really. before we leave, I'll, I'll do yeah, a speech, speech thing and be like, when when we return, uh, I hope you've all uh, 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 searched your souls and found your courage because <laughs> you cannot always run from your fight. <laughs> you see a couple of them sort of like 
put their hands in their pockets and kick the ground kind of uh, defensively. <laughs> oh boy, I should I should I should be a motivational speaker. Absolutely. Okay, so they lead you yeah. back towards Platitude. the house, which is in the direction of the workshop, and everyone needs to make a perception check. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, Asuka rolled a seven perception, Schmogus Borden an eight, and Aranus a five. Okay. So um, you make it to where am I showing you? Here. Do you see the map? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And they're leading you, and you're walking in a line, and you're. Uh, heading towards the direction where the designer was coming from, where you saw the all the buildings clustered mm -hmm. together. And then right on top of you, you suddenly see this large female intient and everybody needs to roll initiative. We just yes. walked into that, didn't we? Well, because you, you all rode so bad perception, you didn't see her oh, coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to select myself first, no? Uh, oh, yeah, select your icon. I'll just change it to six, then. Oh, no, no. <laughs> we were just like... <laughs> it's a fine day for an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> that was the song I sang, though. <laughs> that was the song that you sang. Um, this is sweet uh, initiative rolls there, Smorgasbordon. Smorgasbordon got yeah. zero? <laughs> yeah. The first to react is Gemma. Gemma is terrified. She's going to make a wisdom saving throw to see how she deals with this situation. Oh, oh no, I didn't roll the right stat. That's just a check. Okay. With a 13, she manages to hold her ground and try to do something about it. And she is worried. She, <laughs> she, she, uh, she thinks for a second and then runs. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. She runs towards the door to the place and says, uh, oh, sorry, that's Glef. I meant to do that with Gemma. And says, oh, Glef! Glef! Quick! Don't get caught! And that's the end of Gemma's turn. Now it's Milkstake's turn. Okay. Um, I think it's not a time to negotiate. We came here to kick some ass. Oh, she looks like this, by the way. Uh, oh, she oof. looks like a battle lady. Oh, God, she looks like an, an orc. Uh, an org that is running a sweatshop. Um, <laughs> sweatshop org. Okay, I'm gonna summon a two elementals. Ooh, uh, what kind of elementals? I'll, I'll show it display in VTT, and a is gonna be a two fire snakes. Oh, okay. Uh, so they're called specifically fire. Fire snake, yeah. It doesn't seem yeah. to be. Oh, they're just second. giving you an example. So let me see if I can find one. I think they might exist. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. 
Uh, okay, where do you conjure them? I found them. Why doesn't let me send a stat? You found it, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I just conjure directly onto her. In front? Okay, what's, yeah, yeah. what's the range of, her, of the spell? Just eight falling. <laughs> um, one second. Does it say? Uh, it's 90 feet. So that's plenty of range. 90. Okay, yep, sweet. That's where they are conjured. Do they have initiative yeah. or do they act on your initiative? Let me read the text. Uh, they should work like the animals. You summon an elemental. Roll initiative for the summoned creatures as a group. Okay, so it's just like the yeah. other one. Yeah. All right. In that case, let's open this up. It's, it it feels like another panther situation. It's just <laughs> it's just one snake or two snakes this time. Okay, descending. Where were we up to? Milk snake. Okay, so you summon that. That's your action. What else would you like to do? These fire snakes emerge out of the snow, causing it to melt in the pattern of where they are standing. Well, slithering. Very, very cool. Very cool. Um, I think from now on, I can uh, shape shift. Uh, it's, it's not an action. As a bonus action, I think so, yeah. Yeah. So just before that, so I think she should take a. Uh, a heat body damage. I think that's only if they're I touching her, right? Snake. Well, yeah, the, the whole idea that snakes fell onto her oh, okay. probably doesn't right. work like this. Th that's cool. Let, let's do that. So, uh, a creature that touches <laughs> melee within five feet takes one. Okay, so one d6 fire damage. So let's roll that twice. Roll two d6. Okay, so that's six fire damage to this female designer. Um, how does that happen? Yeah, yeah. She looks scolded, but not terribly concerned. Um, I'm gonna turn myself into a a rhinoceros. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is gonna be funny. Let me see if I've got a thing for that. I do. Yeah, I'm opening a rhinoceros. And I'm gonna, <laughs> and I'm gonna charge the fuck out of her. Well, no, the charge is a action. Yeah. Oh, you mean in general uh, you're gonna charge because you don't have any more oh, actions? Oh no, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, okay. Let's so give I'm everyone on ground. a close-up look at uh, the rhinoceros milksteak. Oh, it looks so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Sweet. It okay. Looks very melancholy. Suddenly, the space behind you, Asker, is occupied by a much larger creature. <laughs> Glef's turn. Okay, so Glef is going to try to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh, with a six. Uh, he also uh, runs away uh, roughly to here and says, She almost got me. Now it's the fire snake's turn. <laughs> and, um, uh, so both of the fire snakes gonna perform two attacks. Yep. Um, so both of them first gonna do the bite. Oh, nice! You have the so, stats. Okay, so the first is a uh, is an eighteen. Let me check that. And then another bite. So two snakes do the bite each. Okay, so that's seven. Five piercing damage and two fire damage on the first one. The next one's a natural one, so that fire snake misses. And you see the fire snake, the one that succeeds, and then the attaches like a eel to the this female designer and rides around before she shakes it off. Uh, what else would you like to do? <laughs> you want them to move? And then uh, two tail attacks. Ooh, natural 20. 
Okay, so the 13 misses, the natural 20s, so that's 6 plus 6 is 12 plus, that's 16, 5, 6, 16 damage, nice. Okay, this time the tail attack manages to really get her in the neck and she seems very caught off balance by this small fiery snake giving her all kinds of trouble. Cool, is that the end of the snake's turn? Yeah. Nice. Next up is Asker. Right. I am going to cast... So, does she look like she's she's in a tough spot? She doesn't. Right. Well, she's got fire snakes in her grill. She does have fire snakes <laughs> in her grill. You know what? I'm going to cast a level 4 magic missile. I want to get some guaranteed damage, you know? Okay. So if I just do that, will it? One, two. I just wish it did it. There's three, and there's one extra for every over two. So it's six of them. Oh, you're casting one, six two, dots. Three, <laughs> four, five, and six. There you go. Okay. So six, seven, eight, 12, 14, 17. Is that right? Let's see, so uh, 5, 9, 11, 14, 17. Nice. As these six white bolts of force impact her with a peppering noise like she looks considerably <laughs> considerably off balance. Is that the end of your turn? Mm. Yeah. Tis. Off, cool. balance. off balance. She's taken quite a lot of damage and she's only off balance. She's got a lot of HP this name. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be a hundred, I reckon. Okay, so what happens is uh, you see uh, this little red beam of light emerge out of her pointed finger at you, uh, at the group of you, and you are engulfed in flames. Oh, no. So you all need to make a dexterity saving throw. Sorry, I didn't mean even to roll. There you go. Oh, wow. Okay, so 19 say... Oh, no, you did a check. So six fails. Uh, you got to do a check, Aranas, not a... Oh, sorry, a save, not a check. Uh, 17 oh, from yeah. Shmogus Borden saves. Uh, I think. Let me just double check. Okay. Oh, so a save, 11 fails. So Shmogus Borden is the only one that succeeds. So... Asker and uh, um, Milksteak, you take 23 fire damage as this ball of fire oh. just engulfs you. And Schmorgasborden manages to duck into the snow and only take uh, 11 fire damage. And then you notice she takes out this sword, this sort of silvery sword and slashes out at one of these snakes the 14 does that hit the snake uh, yes yeah. it does this armor class is 14 yeah okay so that means what's the damage on that uh, oh wow oh wow that's crazy <laughs> 
it takes 12 slashing damage plus plus 8 psychic damage. So that's 20 oh, damage in 20, total. 20. That's fine. Snake lives, then she should take a 1d6 because it attacked it. Snake. Well, let's look at the description. A creature that touches the snake or hits it with a melee attack. Nice. Okay, so 5 fire damage. That's That works out real good. And she notices yeah. that her sword gets all hot and she like tosses it from side to side like a hot potato. <laughs> and then she's going to use her... Hmm, she's going to use her movement to walk up to you guys. So 5, 10, 20, 25, 30. No, she can only get to like here. So that means they get attacks of opportunity. So you can roll whatever their standard like bite attack is for each of them. The snakes. Uh, yeah, the fire snakes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. OK, so the first one hits and the second one misses. So she takes five piercing damage and one fire damage. Okay, she looks a little scorched, but still coming like a relentless force, and she hasn't said anything yet either. All right, that's Smogus Borden's turn at initiative zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just, my newest spell is this Wall of Fire. Uh, nice. And I'd like to maybe try and create a ring of fire around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that look like it's you're able to? So you can, you can create a wall of fire on a solid surface. I'm assuming that doesn't mean a wall. That can be like the floor. Um, yeah. Up to 60 feet long, 20 feet high, one foot thick, or a ring the wall up to 20 feet in diameter. So, so would that that would surround her, right? 20 feet in diameter. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, the wall is opaque. Uh, when the wall appears, each creature within its area. So what is with it? It doesn't say like how far away from the fire within its area is. Do you, do you see that? Um appears each creature within its area so that means uh, when when it appears right if you draw the wall through someone that would be its area okay okay what about if it's like within its diameter like around it would that, would that no, count? that wouldn't cause damage but it would mean if they wanted to cross it then they would take damage okay okay um i feel like she's got some horrible um attempt Anyway, what does it say that uh, on the side of the wall selected by you, when you cast this spell, deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its oh, turn within 10 feet, within 10 go, feet of yeah. the side or inside the wall? You should okay, take yeah. damage. Yeah, that's true. No? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to create. Do I, do I have to draw this somehow? Uh, you do, but, but as, then I think... as you as you do this. She reach as you begin conjuring the spell. She reaches out her hand and says a couple of words, and you feel resistance against your spell. So you need to make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. So if you go to your spells page and you look where yeah. the DC is, it should also tell you what your ability modifier is. What's your ability modifier? Uh, plus three. Okay. So now you need to roll a but, D. What? So under spells, it's got plus three modifier, plus six spell attack, and then 14 save DC. Is that plus three modifier what you mean? Oh, no, plus six if you're spellcasting ability modifier. That's what I'm talking about. 
the spell casting, spell attack, whatever you said. What did you say yeah, before? Plus six. Okay, plus six. So roll a d20 plus six for me. Oh, actually, no, sorry. I'm reading this incorrectly. I have to make the roll against against your spell. So because you're casting a fourth level spell, I have to beat a 14 using this character's modifier. Okay. Sorry, I've not used counter spell before. Um, all right. Well, I wish you didn't. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, with a 10, she fails. Okay, so she tries to resist the spell, but you overpower it and you can try and draw the ring of fire. Okay. So. Okay, that's the ring of fire. Nice. Oh wait, and she's within ten. Oh wait, that's gonna hurt me. Yep. <laughs> I'm not gonna I was about to say. <laughs> cool. You see these walls of fire emerge beneath the snow and cause a huge radius to melt of the snow. Roughly like five or ten feet of snow just evaporate. Is that the end of your turn? But then she also gets attacked, right? Because on, on one side of the wall, selected by you when you cast this spell, yeah. so I'm going to choose the inside, obviously, yeah. deals 5d8 fire damage to each creature that ends its turn within 10 feet. Oh, does that mean not the first time it appears then? Yeah, it has but to when be... when the wall appears... It has to, they have to end their turn. On a failed save of creature. Oh, maybe this isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. But it says when the wall appears, each creature within its area must make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. So they need to make a dexterity saving throw. They haven't done that yet, have they? No. No. Okay. Dexterity saving throw. Against your DC, I'm pretty sure that beats it. And then... Uh, where is it? You create... You make the wall. When the wall appears. On a failed save, on a half as much on a success. So roll 5d8. Nice. Okay. So half of 25 is 12. So you see the fire burn her face and she's starting to look a little scorchy. Is that the end of your turn? No, I'm going to run away. Nice. <laughs> I remember each square is five feet. And how, how far does it say on my, on my car? 30 feet you can move. 30. Cool. Nice. Next up is Gemma's turn. Gemma runs inside saying, Glaf, Glaf, quick. And now it's Milksteak's turn. Okay, so I'm... I can't really run in into the fire as a, as a rhinoceros. Like, uh, right now, this, this fight reminds me a little bit of, you know, one of those generic uh, superhero films when they team up. You know, the first fight they do when they need to learn how to fight as a team. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are in that phase now because yeah. casting this wall just after everyone has turned into a rhinoceros. And now he's like, <laughs> I'll just go inside them. <laughs> uh, can, can I wait for my turn? Can I, can I delay my turn? Yeah, you can hold your action so, to do something based on a certain trigger. I'll, I'll hold. Can I hold my action until she leaves the ring? Uh, yeah, totally. What's your action? Cool. Uh, so I'm just going to move slightly a little bit backwards mm -hmm. to for a charge. Uh, but And after that, I'll, I'll wait for her to leave the ring. 
Okay, so charge is one of the actions that the rhinoceros can take. Yeah. Okay, sweet. All right, you're holding your action. Glef is also going to run inside and say, I'm coming, Gemma! She's outside! And now it is the fire snake's turn. What would you like them to do? Uh, yeah, the fire snake's going to go in because they mean to fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot move the snakes for some reason. Okay, you uh, move so them inside? Move it. Yeah, and then I'll perform the two bite attack. Okay, so those miss, they clink off of her leather armor. With a 14 and a 9 and a 14 and a 6, they miss also, but I think you're missing one. Oh no, that is 4. Okay, so they all just miss their mark on this hardened leather armor and the fire snakes look foiled and make hissing noises at each other. (laughs) Next up is Asgis. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've just I've just seen that I don't know if I did this, but I, I, my spell says that at higher levels, when you cast this spell using a spell slot of fifth level or higher, the damage increases by one d eight for each slot level above fourth. Yeah, but you cast it at fourth. Yeah, but you're not doing that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm ta- I, was, I was getting confused between that level and my level. Oh yes, yes. The spell slot like number of level spell slot is different yeah, from your yeah. personal level as a character. Yeah, it will be, it will be. Sorry. Cool. Ask us turn. Alright. Well, I am just double checking what the sorcery thing does again. Uh, sorcery point stuff. I keep forgetting how that works. Uh, okay. When I cast a spell, that's a casting time of one action. Okay, so I'm going to cast two... I'm going to spend two sorcery points so I can cast two level three lightning bolts. So first lightning bolt. Nice. So you're using the sorcery points to, to cast it using what ability? Um, so I'm using the sorcery points so that I can cast a spell as a bonus action. Oh, nice. Okay, so what's so, that? What's so, that called? Uh, it's the uh, let's see, the quickened spell. Oh yeah, you've done that against the dragon. Yeah, I cast its double, double spells on him. Okay, so this is one of those times where technically uh, I don't think D&D lets you cast two normal spells using that ability, but I kind of prefer it if you can. Um, So you're still using... What is the spell slot required for Lightning Bolt? Uh, Three. Uh, nice. Okay. So you're still using two level three spell slots to cast it twice. Yeah. It's just you can do two in one turn, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah. sweet. All right. So the first one, she needs to make a deck save against 14. Okay, with a six, she fails. And with a 20, she succeeds. So she takes the 31 plus three. So that's 34 from the first one. And then from the next one, she only takes half. So that's... Half of 27 is 13, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so she looks incredibly scorched, but because Lightning Bolt casts in a straight straight line, this uh, snake dies. 
<laughs> so the lightning courses through her body, mostly almost killing her, it looks like, and then utterly destroying the fire snake behind her. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, bitch. You smell I'll, that sulfurous smell in the air. Go I'll on. back up a bit so I stand behind Arunas, so the, or a uh, 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 rhinoceros. Uh, <laughs> nice. I thought that was pretty clever. Uh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, so <laughs> she looks kind of concerned in her situation, glances through this window. Can you guys see where I'm pinging? Yeah. Yeah. And she spies the direction that the kids ran in inside the house. And you see this purple door open up beside her and she steps through it, disappearing from your view. Are we out of combat then, or? Um, we're st we're technically, using the initiative tracker isn't always for combat. It's usually just for tracking things when you all want to have a turn at the same time. So you, uh... no, I say we'll stay in initiative order just for the time being. Okay. Is the kind of purple portal thing that she just created, is that still mm. open? Uh, no, it disappeared as soon as she went through. No. I think we should just run after the kids because that's clearly where she yeah. went, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's chase them. Okay, so Bye. next up is Schmog's Borden. What does he do? Um, we just run run for where the kids are. Where, where have the kids gone? This in, in there. Okay, oh yeah, of course. Okay. Turn orders. You run inside, move your little character the number of spaces that you have. Yeah. So. Ooh, there's, bear, there's ball bearings. In. Can I avoid the ball bearings? Yeah, I mean, you, you know where they were placed. You should be fine. But you're not <laughs> moving your icon. Oh, there you go. Yeah. When you walk inside, you see she's holding both of their robes by the neck, like you would hold, like, Dennis the Menace. <laughs> And yeah, she seems to be in control of the situation. They look kind of like they're playing dead. And you've walked in there. That's your movement. Did you use 30 feet of movement? Um, yeah. You can use your action or anything else now that you've moved. Do you want to do anything? Oh, and I think there was a held action that technically um, Aranas can use charge on something now. Because she's technically left the fire ring. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'll try to charge her. You could charge a wall down maybe? Because when you hold an action, you can't use movement during that trigger. You can only use movement on your turn, but you can just use the charge only. Yeah. So what do you charge? Charge, charge through charge. here. Yeah, I'll just charge directly into direction the In the wall. The, uh, the exterior wall. Okay, yeah. give me the charge attack. Let's see what happens. Uh, so I just posted it. Okay, now. strength save. I'm going to make a strength save for the wall. <laughs> it fails so it takes the eight bludgeoning damage and you see this rhinoceros take a 10 foot charge directly into the wall and these big cracks appear and you can see through the gap the staircase and some of your decorations and you go oh those traps were cool if only we used those <laughs> um so then i'll show you the area that's revealed sorry i just gotta move some icons out of the way and then i will show you okay so you basically created some cracks uh, here. There we go. So you basically created all these little cracks in the wall. 
Uh, is that the end of your... <laughs> that's your triggered action. So now we move on to Schmock's Borden. Did you want to do something? Yeah, I'm going to Moonbeamer. Oh, nice. Go for it. Isn't there an, a an area of effect spell as well? Yeah, it's only yeah. five foot. Okay. Alright, so it's five one square. Like but it's she's holding... Yeah. Oh, fuck the kid. Good. Yeah, oh yeah, well, that's really It depends. I'll say if you're gonna do a sniper, <laughs> a sniper moonbeam, like a hostage situation where the guy's holding the gun and he's got to shoot the guy behind the hostage, then you can give me a dexterity. Well, it's a either arcana or dexterity check. Sean, can you just eye snipe him? <laughs> I think he, he unlearned that spell. <laughs> yeah, that's gone now. That's old me. <laughs> oh, with an eight oh, arcana yeah. check, you are gonna hit one of the kids. So cast moonbeam. <laughs> Collateral. Poor kid. Yeah, it is. It is. You that, hear Asker through the cracks outside the building say, "Eh, <laughs> fuck the kids." Collateral. <laughs> okay, DCs. That's a con save against fourteen. She fails. So she takes, uh, what is this? 20, oh, whoa. That's 22 damage. Wow. That's a lot. Yep. Uh, that's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. basically the kid looks very fucked up and the, <laughs> the lady is going to, yeah, she's dead. How do you want her to die? So as the moon, as the moon being kind of like, like smashes into her head from above, she does that thing. What's that film where I'm sure there's a creature that has its arms out and its head up and like light is coming out of like its fingertips and its mouth and it screams until it explodes into a burst of light. Nice. I like it. I like that. Yeah. That's exactly what happens. And she it's is a bit like, gone. uh, when Smith dies at the end of Matrix. Yeah, it that's, does have that vibe. Lots of mm. light that, cracks. And I, watched that, I watched that recently as well. It's probably why it's in my... Nice. We're, <laughs> we're out of combat. We've got a fire snake and a rhinoceros and some kids looking a little messed up. What do you do now? I guess we should take yeah. care of the kids. We might still need, need need them to be on our side. So let's heal them. Yeah. Mm. I think, I think yeah, yeah that's a good point, actually. We can heal them, can't we? At first, we'll apologize and say, hey, I hope you understand that I... I it was a calculated risk, and I knew you were going to survive. She <laughs> said, they say, I can't believe you killed her. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. And you see Glef is the one that looks kind of damaged, and they're just so shocked that their uh, childhood tyrant is gone. I'll go up and have a look at that sword of hers. Okay. Um, you pick it up. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong stat sheet. Okay, you can make a uh, arcana check. Oh yeah, with a 21, you would know that this is a silvered longsword. And a weapon that is silvered has a different kind of abilities, so... Because Milkstake, you, you can use a longsword, right? Because I shouldn't be using this anyway. Silvered, okay. Mm -hmm. So some monsters basically have immunity or resistance to non-magical weapons or 
are susceptible extra to silvered weapons. So it's a little bit like the, the werewolf theory. Um, so cautious adventurers often invest extra coin to plate their weapons in silver. Uh, cool. So it basically does that. It means that if you encounter an, an enemy or a monster of a certain kind, this will work properly or extra well. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't have proficiency with um, with those kind of things. Like I think I'm like with mace, uh, star, staves, uh, scimitar, sickle. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got daggers and boomerangs for, for weapons. Yeah, oh. But milkstake. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Morgusborden. How do you tell? How do you find? Oh, okay. So a weapon. Weapons. Um, club, dagger, dart, javelin, mace, quarterstaff, scimitar, sickle, sling, spear. Yeah, yeah. same as mine. Yeah, because it's but... a longsword, you guys feel like it's more for... Uh... A different kind of profession can can one learn um i believe so but it, it's it's one of those things that's called like downtime activities so if you guys choose if you find a place where you can spend some time safely mm -hmm. and you could spend like weeks months etc and you find someone that can teach you it's one of those things we can do when you arrive at a place that you want to stay for a while and you don't particularly want to chase anything and you want to just hang out yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, well, I'll give you, give it to Sean because Sean, I still think that you should be the one having it because you're the. It's quite a hefty weapon, isn't it? Yeah, you're a big, strong orc, and the odds of you yeah. being proficient with it well is more than a halfling and a mm. rock gnome, isn't it? Okay. I'll, gi I'll give him the sword, and then I'll search your body for any other bits and bobs. Can we check if it, if it has any armor? Because that armor looks sweet on her. Um, it is. Uh, you can tell just by looking at it that it's half plate armor and that's an item in D, D beyond that you can search for and read the stats of but it's it doesn't it, it's just a regular bit of armor it's not anything well maybe it's, it's gonna be better magic. than mine it, it doesn't plate, you said, yeah? it doesn't yeah it doesn't appear to be magical from your assessment um also you realize uh um you that sorry ask her that with your arcana check of 21, you take a second look at your uh, amulet and you feel a warmth from it and an, and an understanding with it after having spent time carrying it. And you realize that wearing it will increase your intelligence by two. It's called the Amulet of the Student. Ooh. It was the sword of answering, wasn't it, that you said I, that that was? What? What are you talking about? Is it the sword? sword the sword that I'm kind of adding to my. Oh no no! It's, it's just it's just silvered silvered sword. Oh, silvered. Is that not an, an item? Do I have to kind of add that as a filter? Um yeah, I don't think it's you. You might have to add it as just like a label. It, you can look in the D and D Beyond to see if it has it, but it's like a can. You can silver lots of different things. It's not just this that can be silvered. No oh, okay. Can, can I take that armor because it's way better than my current one and it's you... uh, a medium armor which, which I have proficiency with. Oh, nice, you do. Okay, then yeah, add half plate to your inventory and then equip it and you'll get the benefits of it. What, what did you say the amulet was called? Amulet of the Sorry. student, but I think it might be a custom item. Uh, yeah, okay. so basically you can just add 
any random, you can add it to your inventory as just Amulet of the Student, and then you wear it, and you can just increase in the stats of D&D Beyond. You click on Intelligence, and you can click on various different ways of increasing it, and you can pick, like, Magic Item or something like that. And then choose the plus two bonus to it, and I can double-check your work later. Oh, nice. So you already have a racial bonus of plus two for being a rock gnome. Is that right? Correct, yeah. Nice. And then you added an other modifier, and now it should be 17. Yeah, nice. Well done. Oh, wow. So oh, now so... that'll affect your investigation checks, your nature checks, anything that it, your religion, anything that uses int as its like base that it gets the skill from will be affected by that. Neato. Yeah. Nice. And you see the kids okay. turn to you as you're gazing at this amulet and say, Oh, did you get something good from the rift? We got so many good things. Look at this place. And they seem to have forgotten that they were fearing for their life 10 seconds ago. <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Oh, good, so, good. Um, yeah, should she have anything else? Can we oh, uh, you make an like investigation check of her corpse. Uh, God damn it. Uh, with a seven, uh, you you don't notice much. She doesn't appear to be carrying uh, money. She's just got these robes, uh, the sword, the armor. She's got a little like pouch attached to the outside of her belt um, that when you look inside, it's got a series of weird like magical components, like uh, a piece of bone, a piece of twig, and a diamond worth 200 gold pieces. To give the diamond to the kids and tell them this is, you know, to start their journey okay, to their man. next life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, By itself, so sweet. Uh, I'm going to cut her head off. Okay. So we can <laughs> carry it with us. No, that escalated. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like we need to take it back and throw it at the other kids. Oh, that sounds so horrible. But you know what I mean? Like, like be like. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. I like that. Um, so, so we need to visit the workshop. You're not gonna carry that head all around, idiot, you know? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can pick the body on the way back. Yeah, it's true. I took quite a lot of damage, but fuck it, let's go. Or you want to rest before going? I was just thinking, maybe. I mean, if we do a short rest, then I can just. Uh, do some heal spell. Uh, heal, uh, some. Yeah, let's do short rest. I'm gonna regain my skills as well. The ones that regain on a short rest. Yeah. Nice. And you can roll your hit dice. Do you all know how to roll that on a short rest? Yeah. Yeah. button No. So no. if you look at the top right, next to long rest, it should say short rest, and it'll list yeah. how many hit dice you have, and that's you always have the number of hit dice of your level. So if you're level seven, you'll have seven hit dice. And it should say whether it's okay. a D6, a D8, does it say? Yeah, one D8 plus one. Okay, you might have to do it manually, but those little short rest menus on D&D Beyond give you a context of what you're doing. Right. And cool. you can roll one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the dice. You don't have to roll all of them. You can roll one if you want, and you can increase your health each time you roll one. Oh, I see. Okay, so I just did one. I just did that, and I check off 
one of the one, one of the hit dice. dice. Yeah, this is this is a big session for Sean. He's learning all kinds of things. I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> That's taking it to thirty nine. I'll do one more. Sweet. There you go. You guys take a short rest. Uh, Asker, sorry, oh. uh, Milksteak has been a rhinoceros the entire time. <laughs> Hanging out. Oh, yeah. Hanging out. Um, all right. Well, I'm going, to, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm going to still cut her head off, and then I'm going to fashion a pike out of scraps <laughs> around the house. Okay, I'll say you can fashion one. It's not that difficult. And then I will place it out here. Okay, uh, you can draw it if you want. Uh, you don't get spell slots back, do you, during a short rest? No, certain abilities come back. Like, I think if you're a certain kind of druid, then wild shape uses sometimes replenish on a short yeah. rest. But yeah. spell yeah, slots yeah. don't, unless you, yeah for, yeah, for a druid, they don't. Okay. There you go. Nice. That's a head on a pike. <laughs> Lovely. Sweet pike. <laughs> it's a blood dripping. Just, just to make sure that if that other designer guy comes back, I just want him to, you know, feel the fear of us coming for him. Nice, well done. <laughs> and then we can just, you know, on the way back, we just grab it like a popsicle and go back. You know, we don't have to deal with any. Um, cool. So like a popsicle. <laughs> cool. We can attach it, attach it to your belt, like in God of War. <laughs> just like a banner behind me. Like in uh, Diablo. Yeah. Um, what, what, what would you like to do now? Okay, so uh, tell the kids to uh, take us to the workshop, like because we we will go in there when she ambushed us. So let's yeah. just keep going and find the other guy before he uh, has time to, you know, catch his breath from last time. Okay, you're gonna head to the yeah, workshop you... where these people came from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, sweet. You head off in that direction. Uh, everybody make a perception check. Let's not roll like shit this time. Oof, eight Good for Asker perception. Uh, Sean, ro rolled a 22. Was that just a really quick roll? Yeah. Nice. Okay, 22 for Schmokus Borden and 13 for Milksteak. Okay, Schmokus Borden, you see as you're heading past the... Uh, past this house towards the workshop, you see a figure in the distance over in the southerly direction where you saw the rift glow colors. And it looks kind of like an intient from a distance. And then the figure disappears into the silhouette of the rift and you can't see it anymore. This is obviously a few hundred feet away, like it's a, or a few hundred yards away, but that's what you see as you're heading towards the workshop. Mm, okay. Because you rolled a 22. <laughs> <laughs> I see all. Okay. Uh, okay, so I'll explain to, to to you two what I just saw, and then we... is that him? Essentially, is he, are they using the portal to travel and stuff? Because then let's let's go let's go, uh, let's go there. Yeah, I think we should investigate. Uh, Sorry, where? To where he was. Where 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 board and saw that. Okay, you head down t south towards the rift? Yeah. Okay, you head over south towards if, the rift. Sorry. Because if that's where he is, I think that's where we should go, right? Um, I mean, it's where he, he disappeared into the portal. Because if we can yeah. ambush, if, if he's in the portal, if we can ambush him, then A, we will know if it's safe to travel. All that, you know. 
Okay. Um, now that you're here, everybody make a survival check as you approach this area that Schmorgasborden thought he saw something. Uh, 13 survival from Asko. High rolling continues. 20 <laughs> from Schmorgasborden survival. And 13 from uh, Milkstake survival. Okay. Schmorgasborden, being the one that saw it, it makes sense. And also being the one that saw the colors during your watch the night before, you're pretty familiar with where this is. And you look down and you see a number of footprints roughly matching the stature of the adult Indians you've seen around this, uh, this rift. Only a couple of them leading outwards and then leading back in. Hmm. So clearly then people can go in and out safely. So shall we, shall we go in? Is that too dangerous? I would say let's go to the workshop regardless because, you know, there should be some nice, nice loot. Okay, so we just uh, wait for this guy to uh, come back some other time and look for him some other time then. Part of me, part of me feels like I just want to go in. I'm quite taken by it. You want to go into the rift? Everybody roll a D100. Because if you really want to go in, then I have to side with Arunas to maybe we should go and get the loot first, and then we can come back here and you can go in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay, well, goodness! Asker with a no. 99 on a D100. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, uh, you see a sight that you can't quite believe. You see something. <laughs> you see something out in the distance of this colorful void, mixtures of black and red and blue. You see a creature or a moving object, the size roughly of the facility that you escaped a couple of days ago. And it's got these huge gray like crab pincers and layers upon layers of gray, like stony skin. And it's just like a whale oscillating in the distance. And it looks terrifying. <laughs> the fuck? Well, I see that like through the rift, or I just yeah, you see, see it through the, the rift, bear. like you're looking into an aquarium mm -hmm. almost, but it's not an aquarium. I mean, Sean, if you want to get in there, then I would. You know. <laughs> I think on on second thoughts, let's let's go to the uh, the <laughs> the office the, or whatever. The, the whale crab pinching stone thing i don't I, i'm not overly keen oh ah i'll go uh how is it really far back to the we should put the head right there guys the moment he comes back out he's yeah. greeted by the head of his partner. it's like it's like 20 minutes back to the to the head spike oh, I mean, it's not totally worth it. is it okay yeah let's do it then let's go and get the head okay come back put it outside okay you, okay you bring it back um Everybody roll a D100 again. <laughs> I feel like the fact that we are standing around here doing <laughs> stupid shit is going to bite us in the ass again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Okay, so <laughs> Schmorgasborden rolled an 82, Milkstake rolled a 90, and Asker rolled a 36. What you see this time is, and mostly Schmorgasborden and Milkstake see it, uh, you see what looks like a ship much smaller than the creature you just saw just 
sailing in the direction that the creature went in like the air it has these things on the boat that look like wings maybe like Moby Dick yeah it's, it's creeping me out yes me too okay should, just we, run away? should we should we just uh, leave it here or do we want to do a message of sorts so just like leave it like that no, no. Just, just a head it's, it's quite effective head. isn't it yeah no, I agree. let's leave yeah. it there Cool. All right, let's go. Let's go to the workshop then. Yeah. Nice. As you stride off in the direction of the workshop with the two intent children chatting happily at your heels, that is where we will end <laughs> the session. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have any suggestions or any ideas that we should incorporate, things you want to hear more of, things you would like to hear less of, just let us know at thewronghandspodcast at gmail.com. So T-H-E-W-R-O-N-G-H-A-N-D-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com.